0: let's get into it hey everybody this is the machination log this is the movie crew I swear there'll be other things in the machination log eventually yeah but we're the only
1: ones that get our shit together and I mean I barely do a good job of that even well no
0: I mean I I mean in terms of like writing and that kind of stuff I have a bunch of stuff that is in process, but I'm doing them in parallel now. So they're all going to come out at the exact same time. Peter
2: Jackson, which is thorough. Yeah, basically (laughs) they're in the pipeline is what you're saying. They're moving. You're like
1: like matrix two and three. They're going
0: along. Um, The only problem is between a bunch of like random personal shit that will actually be part of at least one of the essays. um, The whole ice thing's kind of a downer right now. And it makes it kind of hard to focus on like literally anything. Yes. Um, the, like, detaining children things going on right now. Oh. It may still be going on when uh, this podcast gets listened to six years from now, but... Um, <laughs> that is true. It uh, it certainly popped on everybody's radar recently. Uh, but that's, frankly, enough about that. <laughs> so, what are we... This is the Movie Crew review. Yeah. See, uh, the, yeah. the problem is I, I felt the need to talk about that for 15 seconds because... We're reviewing the Matrix? Yes. yes. And I don't think we're going to review the Matrix That's itself right. for all that long this time. Mm-hmm. Um this movie has changed. This movie has changed dramatically. It's, it's
1: not it's not what I remember.
0: <laughs> yes. I mean I it, I was certainly I was young enough the last time I watched it um seriously that there are just plot points that I straight up didn't get mm-hmm. the okay. last time I watched it. But the cultural context of this movie has completely changed. Yes. Um, the entire concept of red pilling now exists. Yes. In a way mm-hmm. that it did not before. And mm-hmm. we will get into that. Yes. Um, existing in a simulation mm-hmm. is something that has been seriously posited by people that...
1: People are concerned about it.
0: That are taken seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Um The sort of, the hedonism argument has never been more heated than it is at this exact moment in history. Right. And that all plays into this movie. Like, this movie is built on seeing through a system Mm -hmm. that at least for... A, a large percentage, I'll say, of the people who are listening to a podcast or watching a video like this are uh, concerned with its dismantlement now. In a way, this movie was thoroughly interested mm-hmm. in its dismantlement prior. Yes. Um, and 20 years makes a big difference in that, it turns out. Uh, uh-huh. Pre-9-11? Yeah. This yes. movie is pre-9-11. Yes. This is Clinton in the White House. Yeah. Yes.
1: Oh, God, it's that old, yeah. Oh,
0: those are good times,
2: David. <laughs>
1: They were, good they were simpler, more <laughs> stripped-down times. Yeah, well,
2: things were a little more straightforward. You know, irony was just in its infancy. <laughs> uh, the world apparently was greener. I had no idea. Yeah.
1: I do remember it being greener, actually. Yeah. Okay. So I, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we're
2: reviewing The Matrix. Uh, the Matrix is uh, starring uh, John Wick as Neo. Uh, Morpheus as Morpheus, um, and and, the, and, the, re- and the Red things. Pill, yeah, yeah, and the Red Pill, yeah. yeah so and the other guy, yeah, um, yeah. The mic's
0: probably hot enough; you don't have to lean that close to it. This time we'll be. I, I turned all this shit up so that we can lean back okay, a little sorry bit farther. For
1: screaming into the mic, nah, it, 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 it,
0: okay. whatever. So it's
2: the '90s, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, the,
1: yeah, the '90s. Um, we thought this was so big in the '90s, it, like it, so. It, it was big. in it, the No, 90s. it was big because Ryan had recalled that when we went and saw this in the theater, and we we're I was I probably were like in high school like yeah, 11, it's all, oh yeah, oh 11th 11th yeah. grade or something that like people got up and cheered yes at this movie with well, the like, the end
2: of the um of the main shootout in the lobby with all the exploding plaster and marble and stuff like fucking standing <laughs> ovation in the theater it was like um and i had i had not experienced that and when was the last time you were at a movie and people like stood up and cheered in the middle of the movie <sighs>
1: In the middle of the movie, yeah, I've not Can't seen that. It's Remember. been quite a while. No,
2: the last time I would have even thought about doing that was the um, welcome, the the Zootopia intro song when they're rolling through oh, yeah. that. Oh yeah, I almost stood up and cheered that to movie. To, oh, I know, I was times. fucking sold.
0: Um, I'm re- you know. If if I was where I am now, I probably would have Got at you. the time. Okay, okay. I was a more staid human being, cultural context, but oh. the um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So let's step through this movie.
1: Right.
0: Okay, taking. You know, I, I've i got most of the plot here, and we're going to watch it because, you know, whatever. This movie's subdued enough. Oh, we've <laughs> made an executive decision not to watch Speed Racer in the background of this one or in the background of its podcast because uh, that movie would have been way too distracting
1: to watch.
2: Yeah, but it's a lot already, of dead air.
1: It's already distracting enough, like with the, the movies on yeah. and then Speed Racer. Like everyone's eyes would have just started dilating.
2: Well, the uh, periodic seizures that we would have sought yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to downplay for the video. It would have been pretty obvious. It
0: was already pretty obvious occasionally in Corel, Basically, every time the lieutenant showed up on screen, I... Exa- All transfixed. Yeah, I- <laughs> he,
1: really, he, he really is the most solid character in the he's, book, oh. too. Oh, oh he's yeah. beautiful. You, like, you should read the book just for the long passages of what he writes in his journal.
0: Oh, that's really Damn tempting. It. Especially, I have the visual images yeah. so well, good. Well, it's,
1: it's, it's there. It's yeah. there.
0: All right. Enough about great movies. Let's talk about the Matrix. <laughs> all right. Let's
2: talk about how sh- let's, sh- let's talk about how shit this movie is because this movie's kind of shit. Um,
1: so so this movie is is like a really depressing science fiction film that has like some action at the end. Right. Yeah. That's what. That's it's, really all this movie is.
0: In the first half, and we can we can go through the plot to get to this the beginning right. of this movie yeah, sets it up tries with to have some shitty better life.
1: plot than it actually has yeah this
0: this movie starts out with a greenish hue um <laughs> and just
1: it, office life
0: it is in the, the 90s yeah it's the worst kind of just like seedy punk uncharismatic bullshit for about 20 25 minutes neo right. and all of his compatriots were, were literally watching right now yes. the scene where they're they're grunging it up in some basement somewhere. This is
2: cyberpunk, I believe. Cyberpunk? I, I don't or think some so. there's, sort n- of, there's not enough augs.
1: Or some sort of techno <laughs> variety. Yeah. Oh no, they're playing um Pretty Dead Girl in the background. Yes, this is That's all, just yeah, like well, metal. Yeah,
2: there's nothing more there's nothing more nineties than white zombies. So yeah. Got that for yeah.
0: Excellent. Um in any case, they're just... So provocative. It's... Oh, my God. This movie, right off the bat, is being so much more profound than it has any right to be. (laughs)
1: Like, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I remember it being profound, but maybe we were all just fooled at the time because it feels so unprofound watching it now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's... This movie...
0: This movie works for the same reason that Avatar eventually works. I haven't seen that. I
1: have no frame of reference. Is that it
0: taps into... It it taps into a very collective unconscious idea of the world. Mm-hmm. Like the Matrix, at least in the nineties, today again, there's the cultural context has totally destroyed this in ways we'll get into at specific points along the way. Um the world that Neo is noticing is not right around him, the grind, like mm-hmm. we've had Dilbert for a long time yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Like people have fully sublimated this entire concept. And to have a movie where it says, nah man, this is a system and it can be destroyed. Mm -hmm. That's actually somehow like a less developed version of what we, uh, of even what came before this movie. It's just that in the matrix and ironically, the audience for the matrix is probably the 18 to 35 demographic who spent the least amount of time in the drudgery. This movie is supposed to pretend is the real world. Um,
1: yeah, but they still want down with this illusion.
0: Yeah, exactly. They they still
2: want to yeah. destroy
0: what is there. They
1: don't want to there. be caught up in it, man. <laughs> well, like it's well, so soul crushing. Yeah, no.
2: Seeing what's in front of you, like an ocean of office work, you know, is like fucking depressing. Uh, you know, that's fucking not. Yeah, exactly. that
1: fluorescent lighting I, is horrible. Mm-hmm. And
2: that's what makes this movie really PCs strange. Didn't even have
1: color yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know how depressing your job would be if like. Everything on your PC was green. Yeah. Imagine that, young folks. So,
2: <laughs> do you guys remember pornography internet pornography <laughs> in 1998? It was atrocious. <laughs> My god. GIFs
0: used to be a sign of quality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a time. But there's this desire to like destroy the system. Like, look, even in 2018, I get it. Like it's
1: it, it's that still That desire, it, but it's it's so different than it was. <laughs> so it's so, so different. different. Cuz this is this is like the same year we had like Fight Club, which is also about destroying the system mm-hmm. that you're barely a part of anyways.
0: Mm-hmm. That that is certainly the sister movie to this one yeah. and I am I I don't know that I want to ruin my memory of that movie. I
1: won't watch it because I'm so scared that I'm going to hate the fighting so much and it's just going to ruin like my whole high school. <laughs> So I don't really want to revisit it either. I'm not suggesting it for a future movie review. It's
2: it's one of those rare movies where being accused of being fascist actually elevates it. Yes! In my eyes. <laughs> like, really, like I saw it. I guess I saw Fight Club. I guess eight years ago, and I I, I enjoyed it more now than I did when than I when okay. I saw it the first time. Okay. So I was excited, but I got to say. Uh, so, I mean the the in, the intro kind of like um, the way in which this uh, I think what it's trying to get across is is like, is is this all there is, right? Like yeah, for yeah. Neo for, and for people who want to be a little bit more maybe hyper aware of what's possible around them, you know, the idea of like Neo's day-to-day reality as the suited, you know, Thomas Anderson. Um, <laughs> and then the idea that like human potential or, you know, uh, our own reality as we construct it can be more than that is what is essentially is offered to him by this first phone call with Morpheus, right? Like, th- there is a way to break free of this. Yeah, because uh, he out senses, of he
1: senses that this isn't all there is. Absolutely. no. Yeah.
2: And so, but this, I mean, once again, bizarrely, I, I, I'm surprised that you said this was kind of depressing because in the end, this is like, you know, bizarrely affirmational. Oh, right? I don't it mean,
1: is, I don't mean the end. I mean, like the whole buildup, like watching this movie. Right. Like like the f- <laughs> until we get to the end action, it's mm-hmm. it's just a rather depressing sci-fi film.
0: Well and that's that's what um, that's actually yeah. the point I was trying to get around to and I was man I was I circled it so many times <laughs> I forgot what I was circling. Okay. Um, it's a science fiction film, of course. Yeah. I mean it, First and for, foremost. Yeah. Uh fans of Fast who tried- have seen World on a Wire know <laughs> the inspiration for this
3: film. <laughs>
0: Don't watch World on a Wire. But the, um, <laughs> holy shit. Um, yeah, yeah, for
1: all, yeah, for the, that one's, that one's all story and no action. And this mm. one's, like, mostly action and stiff on the storytelling. Yeah, right?
0: that's one of the six movies we didn't pick that we could not pick for their first It would have been and, so hard. Anyway, but the thing is, it's a, it's a sci-fi film. But it's also, at least for the first half, it's a horror film. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's and, even a bit of a body horror film, which I I didn't remember interpreting as such. But I felt like that oh, it's, way. It's a
0: very strong vibe for yeah, the first half. Yeah. Um. But more than that, more than a science fiction film, this is a fantasy film because the science the science part of the fiction is incredibly loose. Uh, it's yeah. n- This is no Battlestar Galactica. This is no Star Trek. This is no. No, but Battlestar
1: Battlestar Galactica is is the only reason it's sci-fi is because there is spaceships there's no other science aspects well, no, of that whatsoever but i think that we're you know like
2: there's no stargate but this thing is <laughs> is is you know, not genre specific. I think no, that's is, what I'm getting. Yeah, at, yeah. Is that so, it's, it, yeah, I felt like I felt gamut. like
1: I was running through a lot of genres watching this. Like uh, when we when we sat down last week,
2: and I, um, you know, much like my Mighty Boosh, right? Like they they call me the genre spanner. You know, like I span <laughs> many genres. And I think that this film, um, in in a weird sense, and this is what's strange too, is that when you watch the first Wachowski film, which is Bound. Um and then you watch this. I mean the one thing the one thing you get is that they are like very confident filmmakers. Like this film and and Speed Racer 2 is yep. a fucking confidently made film. And there is a kind of charm to all of this as well right this the 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 charm and enjoyability of speed racer uh to me i felt i, I felt a lot of the same feelings so so i have to tell you that the same way that i found the um racing scenes in C, in speed racer to be exhilarating um i enjoy the action sequences in this quite a lot like um the main one uh you know the main uh, uh, office sequence uh, or the, the, the lobby sequence uh, the helicopter sequence um, uh, the fight between he and Morpheus I had and stuff. totally forgotten about I, the helicopter think I find sequence. those things it, fun and enjoyable in the same way uh, and, and uh, having the same feelings as I did with the races in Speed Racer yeah they're and, outstanding yeah and like the confidence of their abil- in their ability to pull this off um, because this film and it might sound trite to say this had shit I had never seen before in it like, as a big-budget action Hollywood film, like, this had stuff I had never seen. And that's really rare to say of a mainstream film, right? Like, there was something in this, like, parts of this stuff that just had not been done before. And because this is all pre-reboot Hollywood that we've had in the last 20 years, you know, this is, and, and it... Fights got faster. Yeah, exactly, yeah.
1: Fights got faster after this. This slows it down. Specifically. Yeah,
2: like, these almost slow it down at times um, as well.
1: I feel like their confidence comes from like their sense of aesthetics, mm-hmm. because That's an, their yeah, okay. storytelling is still stiff. I think their storytelling in Speed Racer was a little stiff. Mm-hmm. Their storytelling here is a little stiff. Um, even but, in Sense8, which I really like, their most recent thing, their sense of aesthetics is really what shines in that. It's okay. not. It's not in the storytelling.
0: They know how to color grade
1: oh gosh boy do they they,
0: they've got that down but they can't they just can't write the lines
1: well that's and i guess you were saying it's because these are like they're like animes like they're i mean i can't can't make that accusation too
0: earnestly just because i i'm not enough of a historian in the (laughs) genre and at least in a relative sense like i've seen a bunch of anime but the people that i would need to consult for this have seen so much more anime yeah, they I'm can sure. fill in the gaps but i haven't on this. seen
1: enough to even
0: but there is there there's stuff about the way this is constructed and again i i would i would posit that speed racer was the fourth matrix movie once they once they got rid of the canon that they could no longer like tolerate within the bounds well, what of what I they like, were making
1: well, and i like i like that like like speed racer doesn't feel Bound by this dreary interpretation of 1998. And I feel like that drags this down a little bit. Like in like in kind of like emotion and feel especially now just like you know not everyone isn't like i guess not everyone thinks latex is the coolest way to dress like one of the people we were watching does not think so he thinks like the way these people look in this movie is fucking preposterous like it doesn't translate
0: i mean i'm i'm still fine with it i don't care how many people dress like morpheus (laughs) any anyone's allowed to do i i'm i'm allowed to prejudge you for doing so but you but can do it. I appreciate it. Okay. It's way better than everything I wear. So <laughs> I should probably... Anyway, the... um. You start just dressing like <laughs> Morpheus <but> then. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do mirror shades. But the... Um, but that's the only thing. That's, that's the, the only that's thing. The only I, can only do, th- back? I can do all the rest of it. We back. God damn it. Bas- basically, yeah. You can
1: find a different type of... You can find an interpretive shade.
0: But but actually, I, the, the analogy I was going to draw there, um, in case you youngsters are watching and you have no idea what the impact of the matrix was and you didn't see speed racer because you're everyone um only box office bomb in like 10 years very mm. impressive speed racer that way um another example of this where um that people might be more familiar with is vince gilligan and i made this argument recently on okay. the socials um vince gilligan is renowned now as the director producer of breaking Bad. And Better Call Saul. Mm -hmm. And he is renowned for his ability to shoot suburban life. Mm -hmm. He does a tremendous job uh, floating cameras in places where they can't physically be located. um, Giving off shots. Having little heartfelt moments between characters that are practically nonverbal. These are all things... Like, he's he's got a lot of things in his oeuvre now. That he learned while he was making Breaking Bad. And that he was not able to exploit until he made Better Call Saul. Because in Breaking Bad, he was saddled with the prestige TV anti-hero protagonist Mm -hmm. that every fucking show has. Mm -hmm. And Neo and Morpheus and all those people play that same role here. This movie is absolutely loaded with stereotypes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, Morpheus is just a prophet. He talks himself in circles. He's whatever the... Who's the guy in Mystery Men? The Sphinx. The Sphinx. He's mm-hmm. the fucking Sphinx of this movie. Um, you know, Trinity is literally just a love interest with no like she's a kung fuing love interest. That's, yeah. that's all she has. Um the char- the characters are incredibly one-dimensional. Um, all the
1: characters here are fairly one-dimensional. Well, but it, it, And
2: they're they're one-dimensional in in the lame way. <laughs> well, yes, but okay, so but it's it's very um Right, it's it's the way in which this is a superhero movie. Fred, we're going another genre spanner here. This is a superhero movie, right? Right. This, an origin story. Yeah, exactly. An okay. origin story superhero okay. movie. So Johnny
1: what, Utah as Christchild.
2: Yeah, yeah, John Wick <laughs> as. Uh, um, but so okay, so it's a super, but it suffers from once again the main problems of superhero movies, which is that. Um, most characters uh, are right single direction, right? They have one motivation and yeah. the, they have one purpose and, and they are all moving towards that at the same speed. Um, the other problem, of course, with all superhero movies is that uh, the bad guys continue to be the most interesting fucking characters because they are, in, in their own way, not single motivational, right? Like their characters are concealing, they're hiding, they are... Um, you know, manipulating they have through that. their own goals. Yes, they have their own goals, and it is fucking fascinating to watch them. So, you know, my favorite characters in this thing are um, Agent Smith, Cypher, and Tank. I love Tank, the little, like, operator guy. Um, <laughs> he's, my, he's my third favorite character in this. Um, and, you know, there is uh, a way in which this movie kind of is drawn, you know, dragged down uh, by the just bizarre um, blandness Uh, of this film because while there is some extravagance to it uh there is a lot of like kind of like blandness to this film right like
0: the motivations of the good guys are so unimpeachably the good motivations to have all they're trying to do is protect the last human city and the means that they're using to do that are the most banal th- they're liter- they're trying to find their prophet.
2: yeah they're yeah. trying to find their david for their city and but the but then like the the chromatic like reflection right this like overarchingly green hue of like the matrix. And then this like, you know, kind of like blue, blue, uh, blue, white, uh, gray hue of like the ship life, you know, like these are like the two things it's like blue red. Yeah. Blue red. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> not green. Yeah. We get this like contrasted between the two and, um, you know, seeing the second matrix and then, you know, I'd only, I haven't seen the third one, but like, then that get like, that like really drains after a while. Right? You realize how like, kind of like one trick pony this is. Um, this becomes in the film as well, like the reliance on this, and it it's so aggressively good versus evil. Yeah, and th- but then it's like ugh, like bland, you know, like there just lacks a kind of color to so much, and then the color that's there is almost entirely, um, you know, like the woman in the red dress, right? It's just like thrown in there, uh, <laughs> yeah. and almost and and is almost represented by its superficiality, um, and I'm continually struck by that, like kind of watching this. Uh, uh, through it, it was just bizarre.
1: It's going through but, the body horror phase. You no know, body right horror now, section. Yeah, watching
2: and sickly green.
0: Yeah, oh. there are so many needles in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not all that sensitive to needles in the grand scheme of things, but oh, it was much. It there's literally I mean, hundreds of them. I
1: mean, if you're not into needles, like you know, audition is. Yeah, not probably the way to go. But this <laughs> this seems relatively tame compared to that.
0: <sighs> Mild tangent. Uh, Mouse. Speaking of the lady in the red dress, so mm-hmm. it's not entirely a tangent. It's more oblique. The okay. um. Do you guys have any impressions of Mouse as a character? He seems to be the one he's the guy who designed the lady in the red dress. He's the only one who asks actual philosophical questions as opposed he, to like yeah, prophetic bullshit. Yeah, he's the shorter one with the curly hair. Yeah, he's Twitches. Yeah. He's the he's the nerd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I like his character if only because he's he's actually trying to be a computer guy in a way that no other person in this film is actually a computer person. Um in in a film that is literally about the supremacy of machinery Mm -hmm. there is one person on that ship who would design any of those machines he's the first one who dies
1: i know and there's there's so much like technology that i don't understand how these people acquired or how they know how to use it
2: (laughs) this is this is why it's a fantasy first
1: weird yeah that's there's there's some weird stuff going on they know how we
2: know how they oh yeah we know but like the 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 weird way in which like uh, like mouse is mouse is engaging right even for the short time he's on screen um in a weird way because he's the only one who's actually seems like he's having any fucking fun in this film like he's in his element yeah yeah no like and like tank as well um you know the earnestness with which he portrays his role is part of what is endearing to him as well but mouse is the only person who like was liberated and has decided to like you know fucking having a good time with this you know he, he everyone also, else is so fucking like dour and down like it's really bad
0: he he also has one of the only like good banal deep lines in the whole film like or er, uh That's the exact opposite of what I meant to say. Every line in this film is deep and banal. Mm -hmm. It's like Morpheus is just say I was just going to say, isn't that
1: all of of, Trinity's
0: Every every line Morpheus, literally the line we're just about to watch, I know exactly what you mean, (laughs) and this is Morpheus talking about, you know something's wrong and you feel it on the inside and you don't (laughs) know... He's a salesman. And he's just, he's about to unleash thousands of internet shitheads with one line here real quick mm-hmm. uh when he opens up this case and reveals the red and blue pills. You felt it your entire life. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that <laughs> in a minute, but there're little there are these little like cute trivialities to what mouse says. Um and my favorite one is um that maybe everything tastes like chicken because the matrix uh the machines that design the matrix couldn't get a hold of one, and they don't know what it tastes like. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's the kind of line that glues a movie like this together for mm-hmm. me. Like, everything Morpheus is saying, like, these deep truth. No one's supposed to say well, deep I truths. Wa- it's and, not and interesting to this, do that. this, I
1: started getting annoyed by how much time our Monsieur Prophet was wasting, because it's like he has all of his little enigmatic, like, oh, and you can feel this. And then, like he doesn't, you're right, he doesn't actually fucking do anything. No, no,
2: no. Well, I mean, he's a finder. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then it's like, like, and then we gotta go see the other, we gotta see the other oracle who, who I just like, I'm like, we're just like going around. I like the oracle. Just going around reading tarot cards at this point. Like. (laughs)
2: They've, they've, but they've hit on a kind of thing where you know, I so I mean, I, I, I am not buying into or defending the notion of liberation in this thing anyway, right? Like, I think it's patentedly ridiculous but
1: what- i don't think the robots can make us as as batteries no. i don't think we're that efficient but you know <laughs> more- no, no, no,
2: no. that was a beautiful caveat
0: i heard <laughs> this is the first time i ever heard it they say C- humans combined with a kind of fusion is like, oh, okay, that's where the power comes from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> humans have nothing to do yeah. with it. Yeah. Okay, Science. they cracked fusion. Yeah. Alright, yeah. fine. So they're just holding on to the humans for spite. Okay. Yes. that's Look, yeah. fu- okay, okay. you could have okay. just said that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: that would have been fine. So there's... um. Yeah, so uh, the the problems with liberation in this thing in general is is not to my liking, you know, it's not, I'm not exactly a fan of this issue. But for Morpheus, you know, he per- essentially performs this monk-like kind of role, right? Yeah. Like, you know, he is like the Zen master and much like where Cypher kind of goes to him you know, and, and is frustrated with him... Um, You can't tell someone direct truth sometimes, right? Like you have to, you know, there's like, you know, like you can only be told what Zen is by being shown what it's not kind of an approach. And you have to like routinely like circle your way through these, you know, through these thoughts and ideas. And, you know, it's it's not up to him to fucking explain this to you, you know? Like, you have to Th- get it. That's and... what I
0: hate about Morpheus' character, is that he... <laughs> like, like is that you're not supposed to say deep truths. You're supposed to expose them. And to be fair, the movie attempts to do that. Yeah. And it literally does that by saying the line, I can't say this, I I can't tell you, I have to show mm-hmm. you. And it it then proceeds to do it. But Morpheus then, in the middle of all of that, mm-hmm. is sitting there... And exposing it all in I mean, look, Lawrence Fishburne was the right man for the job, but it's a job no one needed to do mm-hmm. is the problem ultimately. Um, oh, there was some other really stupid reference I was gonna make here in the middle of this, but uh let's keep moving. So Neo's about to get uh telephoned into the real world. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um and for my money, speaking of 90-minute edits of films. If the movie started right now, yeah, I think it'd be better.
1: Oh, I don't think technology.
0: I need anything that happens before this you part. You don't need
1: all of that exposition of his boring life. I no, I,
0: <laughs> I fucking get it, dude. Yeah. like the real world sucks. I don't yeah. need. I don't need to relate to Neo for 25 minutes. Gotcha. Okay. Like I, I feel totally fine starting. And and the thing is, this moment is less impactful because you've been sitting here talking to all these characters, and that weird is, shit that is, is true, already happening. Because
1: it's like you've already, you've like you've worked through your body whore section, and now you're working more into the sci-fi section. I'm desensitized again. Like to man- a degree. We're meandering in a lot of directions. If this
0: movie start, imagine this movie opened. With Neo opening his eyes and gasping in the chamber where he is being held. Yeah,
1: and you're like, where? Like, Whoa. That would be as
0: disorienting as it's supposed to be. The problem is this movie is so full of crazy shit before that, it almost kind of undermines the scene.
1: I, You know, I was thinking that on the rewatch too. I was like, there is a lot of crazy stuff, but you do get desensitized. It's just like, I didn't remember how creepy... When he was being investigated, and they make his mouth disappear and they give him the bug. Like I've, I've forgotten like how creepy that whole scene was, but it ends up just being like, one in many, many things that that just keep happening. That like, like I said, they all have like a different feel. Some of them have more of a horror feel. Some of them have more of a sci-fi feel. Some of them have more of an action feel. And and I'll grant you, know, you some it, of them have more of a superhero feel.
0: I mean, the, the, I, I only suggest that edit in order to get the movie down to ninety minutes because it is another two okay. hour 15 minute movie <laughs> all things um it's it's an imperfect be cut
1: editing. but
0: there's a lot of problems there's a lot of unenviable problems this movie has to solve in trying to explain to its audience and explain to its audience surrogate again another hyper protagonist in the form of keanu reeves to match emile hirsch in speed racer <laughs> you can always assume Whoa.
1: that Whoa. that you know, Keanu is mostly retarded going into things. Oh, he, know, he knows. The, um, like, he knows, but he doesn't, you know. He's...
0: But, no, I, th- I think this would have been a better opening scene. But anyway, the the problem is you have to reveal the strangeness of this in a gradual way, and the thing that they particularly have to tackle that with is the agents. The agents are immediately bad guys Mm -hmm. and they are they're referred to within the first five minutes of the film because trinity is hacking into a thing and her phone gets tapped and an an agent finds her and they suddenly have to establish a three-tiered power system because you need normal human beings you need trinity and people like her and then you need agents because if trinity is more powerful than normal people what like what's the relevance of there being these computer programs so they have to show trinity running on walls mm-hmm. in the first 10 minutes of the film. And then they have to show agents doing superhuman things in a world where Neo is just like an office worker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the buy-in there is just tough for me. I just the, like, it feels, it, it feels like it, it's, um it's going up and down too much. Um, It doesn't have a proper crescendo the way that I would think it would. I think the agents are handled. Okay. Um, they they explore the abilities of the agents in a somewhat systematic way leading up to the first time neo thinks he believes and he still gets beat by an agent mm-hmm. like I think I think that progression works okay but the problem is that again for the first half hour of this film it's meandering between being a horror film and science fiction and and, like, even in that opening and borderline se- slice of life
1: well and it, even the opening sequence you're talking about with Trinity and the agents it's all set up like a like some sort of like noir film you know the way the cars are all set up in the alleyway and she's like running up and it's dark The men are and,
0: already dead
1: yeah it, you know it's the, it like opens up like we're gonna watch some sort of like noir thriller <laughs> <It's very>
0: um, <laughs> this, this movie really really doesn't know what it wants
1: to be for the first half hour no, it doesn't. And I feel like I feel like in the science part it, by the end it doesn't know what it wants to be either because like it it wants to be a science fiction film but then we just wrap up everything with love.
0: Yeah. But I'm okay. I can forgive that because the action sequences
2: that precipitate that are good enough to excuse it. Okay.
1: Well, <laughs> there we go. And that,
2: they, if, well, they don't linger. Like that shit. That scene doesn't linger on. You know. Like, well, there
1: wasn't going to be a ship left if it lingered much longer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well,
2: that, exactly. Right. It, like, <laughs> room. Two minutes were good. You
0: know. Mm-hmm. Like it got in and got out. Yeah. This this movie is we're moving into the science fiction third of yeah. the film this is very much the sci-fi third of it is when they're reconstituting neo they're bringing him back in and again training
1: I've, montages yeah there's training learn a little bit about the ex- what life actually is well they're on
0: a spaceship you know yeah yeah, okay, yeah. yeah this is a spaceship space, yeah. on planet earth oh my god
2: um, More oh my
0: god there are so many needles on screen right now anyway um so
2: so guys what's it like being neo now well, I got to tell you, um, you know, we all had our eyes opened um, and uh, we decided it was better on the other side, you know, like yeah. it was, uh, it's one of those weird things, right? Where I am, I, you know, I don't want to, you're, you're, the fact that you were like, hate uh, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest is like very fascinating to me. But one of the things- We have to review that movie at some point. Oh God. Okay, fine. Okay. I'm we down we have that. to do it. So, but one of the weird things though, and what I am always struck by is that, you know, Um, You know, action movies and especially now, you know, like, um, you know, actual genius or actual accomplishment is, you know, people doing actions, right? Like it is not like um, people thinking clearer, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's not like people um, imagining or becoming or or discovering new values or new ways of being better, right? Like, you know, they, you know, good people do good things and, you know, like Neo does good things um, you know what? It, why is Neo the one? Because he can kick. You know, like that's why Neo's the one. <laughs> he can kick, and he can kick an agent, and he kicks him and he kicks the agent over the agent over there. And so, like I, you know, this is partly why it is so frustrating because, you know, there is not a uh, a sense of like a liberated personality with these people, right? Like these people have freed themselves, um, in and in the sense, right, that you know you can be anything you want to be. Cause I mean, one of the betrayals of Cypher, and, still, hang on. See, me, yeah. yeah. One of the betrayals of Cypher, excuse me, just one second, is that he is right in the sense that this is not fucking freedom, right? The world, the, the real world as they, yeah. as being, he's like, this is fucking bullshit freedom, you know, like, um, you know, all of my actions are controlled in this, like, semi-military environment where I'm, you know, subjugated to a captain and forced to, like, execute his will at all times. Like, what's a vacation like in the real world As in this film? I'm fucking nothing, you know, like. There's one city left. But not. But then also, and too. And they don't even get to go there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then also, too, like, freeing your mind is simply the ability to, you know, conjure some sort of, like, and to master a projection of yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's not like to find a new values. It's not to, you know, um, uh, to liberate your personality. It's not to like unlock some sort of deep creativity within yourself. Um, It's simply the idea or to unlock the belief in yourself. And in that sense, you know, it's very, very American, right? Like this is what's kind of cool about this is that, you know, this thing has a real American sense to it. and it's fucking, like, enjoyable, man. Like, I uh, I do have to say, I uh, <laughs> I was continually struck by how...
0: Oh, That was a sea change at the last yeah, second. I just, yeah, I
2: just... I know, because, look, I, I do recognize that this film does not have... This film has a lot of problems, right? Like, I'm not saying this is, like, a great movie in any sense. Um, and the weird thing, too, is that I'm not... I find myself uh, less exhilarated uh, during action sequences than I did during sp- yeah. Speed Racer, which I think is um, a progression onto this... Film, right? Like, I think it is really good. And, but, um, in the sense, too, what's good about The Matrix it also, like, shows us and indicates to us what's kind of bad about, um, you know, about Speed Racer. Um, you know, the, the, the Agent Smith character is fucking great in this film. Like, I mean, right. as far as like a bad guy goes, I really don't know what they did wrong with Agent Smith. I mean, they got that fucking tonally. Acting wise, uh, c- uh, actor choice. I think that fucking thing is just the s- most spot-on thing about this film. They had a lot of
0: very good templates to choose from.
2: Well, but then too, like you, you talked about Lawrence Fishburne and his, the Morpheusness of him. You know, like <laughs> there's there's a fucking pure like distillation going on yeah. here with all no, of this he's, as well. The the
0: problem the problem is where Agent Smith is absolutely a crucial component to this template, and yeah. a- Agent Smith is so precisely. Like everyone has an image of who Agent Smith is supposed to be, and this is what Hollywood is supposed to be able to extract, even if it doesn't actually exist. It is designed to produce mm-hmm. these archetypes in our minds, mm-hmm. these abstractions. Morpheus and Agent Smith are both ideals mm-hmm. of who they are supposed to be. The problem is we don't really actually need Morpheus in this movie, but Agent Smith is a complete necessity mm-hmm. for the timeline. Yeah, we so. have
1: like well, we have no real end. Tag, like no actual antagonist. Yeah. Well, if, if the system's no. going
0: to have an enforcer, it looks exactly like Hugo Weaving. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole, you were going to say something?
1: I don't even remember. It was like at <laughs> the beginning of his rant. He went in a totally different direction. Yeah, I, sorry,
2: I ended up go. where I wanted to be. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so we got... So I do, uh, but then also, so you mentioned, um, I just want to get some the good things out of the way of this thing, right? So the other good thing is you mentioned the Oracle. I fucking love the Oracle. By the way, friend of the pod, uh, actress from uh, Nothing But a Man. Uh, Gloria th- yeah, Foster. Yeah, exactly. Comes back after 25 years of not acting to appear as the Oracle in this film. And it's fucking great. It is like, and... So And what does it have what what does she have in common
0: with the other characters that mm-hmm. you and I Nicole, you haven't voiced specifically which characters you like, but I <laughs> what Cypher, we tell- Cypher and Tank and the Oracle mm-hmm. and even Agent Smith in the way he chooses the scenery, what do they have in common? They all enjoy being there. Yes. Yeah. They're all into it. Mm-hmm. Um
2: like there's no there's Morpheus no, uh, Carrie Ann Moss as 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 as, as, as Trinity, it, Trinity um, you know everyone else just not it's like, too serious yeah, yeah, dude. Like, they're acting too hard whoa they're acting way too hard well it's
1: such a downer well I mean that's what you hire Keanu for is <laughs> for somebody to act too hard dude blank slate well, that's, what I said, that's, <laughs> right, so that's why I, that's why when I when I originally saw this movie I was really disappointed that he wasn't CGI just completely <laughs> I thought that they, like, kind of missed an opportunity with that. <laughs> yeah,
2: push some real fucking boundaries. Yeah. For CGI ta- uh, protagonists. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. I felt like he would be just as relatable, <laughs> like...
0: Yeah. I mean, is a more upbeat Matrix, is that what we need?
1: I No, I was trying to think about that. Now, I watched... So, I watched The Fifth Element, which was about two years before this movie. Just to kind of, like, get a baseline of where sci-fi movies were at. <laughs> You know, at that thing... That's the opposite. That movie the thing, fucking rocks. That movie, <laughs> like, fucking it's fun. It's fun from start to finish. It has good energy. I mean, it's got plenty of st- of stunts and stuff that, I mean, isn't groundbreaking, but it, it moves real well, like in a speed racer sort of movement. Mm-hmm. It's got flying cars. Yeah, that's what I mean. And and it's... It's got
0: dirtbag flying cars. It's got,
1: it's cars got oh, such... Yeah. It's got... Well, that it, 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 it's coming from such a more, like... Upbeat place. Mm-hmm. Um, th- it just it it just like it just it fu- it's so much fun. And then yeah. this thing, this thing gets like so much more serious and dark.
0: I mean, we're we're literally watching a liquefied old person get fed yeah. yeah. to a baby right now. So
2: no, okay. I do I, I would just I, I do I I do find though that what's also once again. Part of what I like about this film that makes it makes Speed Racer kind of frustrating for me to watch is that there is some fucking humor to this that is actually pretty funny. So there's a, cu- a couple scenes at the beginning. Fucking Cypher's line about, you know, um, I know what you're thinking after seeing all the bullshit that he's going to go yeah. through in this depressing thing. You're like, why did I... Why, why didn't I take the blue pill, you know? Um, there's a couple of other jokes throughout <laughs> this thing that's also good. Um, there's the scene when they go to get Morpheus and... Um, and like this, like explosion happens, and they all look at each other, and then the fucking fire, like the the, <laughs> the fire system comes on, the sprinkler system comes on, and like douses them. Like the funny thing is, is that there is some like levity and humor to this overall. Uh, the fucking um, the Oracle's hilarious; she's got yeah. some really funny lines yeah. as well. And so they're even is... if she,
0: even though she's surrounded by the least sufferable characters in the entire yes. film.
2: So there is, like, some fun... Small Morpheuses. Yeah, small Morphy. Yeah, Morphe. Um uh. But there is some, like, little bit of fun into this thing as well, which show, shows that they do have kind of, like, those chops. And um, I, I you, like, feast on those, you know? They're like little cool drinks of water as you're kind of going through this fucking desert of seriousness, you know, yeah. that's, like, <laughs> really stands out and is... Um, uh,
1: but see, that's where I feel like that's when it starts picking up, like, on the action thing, because it's like you've got to have some of your little action quips... Mm-hmm. to be able to get through this thing. And, like, so thanks God mm-hmm. that it does actually kind of, like, pick up a After little bit of snarkiness. Snor- a a, well, mm-hmm. thank God it at least picks up a little snark- snarkiness at some point mm-hmm. to, like, keep you engaged. And yeah. that's,
0: that's Ryan, you had mentioned this this idea of wh- what's the point of fighting the system if all you're going to gain from it is some form of, like, militarized like belief anesthesia. Yeah. Like, it doesn't, like, that's... Having fun... It, uh, like, I understand, like, the cognitive dissonance, the, the low-level cognitive dissonance that I see in the argument that we're making here is to believe that Morpheus and Tank and all these people should be, gr- like, serious about this mission because it's extremely important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The problem is that that speaks to a failure of actual mission. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if Morpheus is going to behave the way he behaves now, once the Matrix is dissolved... It was of no benefit to fight it mm-hmm. because he can behave the way he behaves in the matrix. He doesn't need the real world to talk about what is real. In fact, the matrix makes his job much easier. Mm-hmm. Uh Morpheus sort of feeds on the matrix in a personality sense. It's people uh. like Tank, uh, not necessarily Cypher. I want to get I want to do a couple minutes on cipher because okay. he is an extremely relevant character, not necessarily in this film as intended, but in the fallout of what this movie created.
2: Okay. Um Yeah, we'll punctuate him at
0: the end. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah. Okay, I yeah. think I think he's an important person to round on. Um but this seriousness that they all have belies their need to escape their bondage to begin with. Mm-hmm.
1: Well that's what I mean. You'd almost think that the, the that being in the Matrix Yeah, like like that should be like their happy place.
2: Yeah. In in
1: <laughs> in a sense. Well,
2: cuz they as soon as he goes in, he's like this is your the projection of yourself Of uh, uh, well, like, how you
1: wish you a, looked.
2: I'm just a bro in fucking black jeans and a green shirt, like this awesome. is me. Yeah, <laughs> like woo. <whoa. laughs> I look like myself like <laughs> Jesus Christ I have slightly more hair yeah, yeah. <laughs> like all people do in the Matrix is just look at their like the, fake reality and that just, that and just like, shows how unimaginative senior?
1: people really are in respect to their own lives oh
2: although well, it'd be cool if like Neo had like a raging case of body dysmorphia and like his his Matrix projection after he got freed was like a 500 pound guy look that'd be fr- oh alright
0: uh, what we say our budget was 40 grand <laughs> I'll remake this movie
2: yeah <laughs>
0: There's a really amazing movie hiding in this movie. I think there's a lot
1: of really good movies in here.
0: They picked the wrong... Like, no no dissing on Keanu Reeves. I think... Keanu Reeves is up there with Nicolas Cage well, the pro- as far as the thing is,
1: the thing is, people it,
0: I really just like watching. Well,
1: and it worked out because like like the fact that Keanu Reeves is still just doing what he does, like he's he's worked out over the long run. It's been a successful well, choice. Well, I mean,
2: the other frustrating thing is that Keanu Reeves is like an awesome person. Yeah, like, yeah at, at IRL, that's part like, of what like, I'm Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, no, yeah. like Keanu Reeves is like a fucking yeah. He's probably great a person. way
1: more awesome person than he is a good actor. That,
2: uh,
0: but that's that, like, that, fucking that, hashtag winning. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's a classic. That's a classic problem with normies. Is it turns out most normal human beings are actually good people. Yeah, and it, that just sucks because the interesting people are the evil monsters. But we gotta uh, be which a is why they're make...
1: to really channel
0: all that. Look, everybody likes the villains. Oh. Everybody, everybody likes the Joker. I love this fucking.
1: What's the likes big the deal Joker? about the fucking Joker? I don't why? don't don't <laughs> even answer. Why I don't even fucking give a shit. I'm just the... trying to create conflict. Why is the good and guy... and I, I don't care about the Joker.
2: <laughs> why is the good guy the bad guy? i don't, don't know like, why does this keep happening with these
0: movies we watch we can't review the dark Knight, can we I, I which don't one is the, which that's the one with the joker in it bitch it's the great one i don't oh too good we don't have to we, we can't do the no we don't have to i'm just wondering whether we can because there's there are a couple of untouchable films i think i've okay. seen that
1: movie once
0: I've seen it a couple times. That movie goes so many places I don't know how to talk about yeah, it.
2: Yeah, unfortunately also it has one of the worst endings like ever. That's one of the places it goes. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's a where
0: line. that's where Christopher Nolan learned how to make a six act film. Jesus. That's why I don't watch yeah, his it's films too, anymore. Two acts too many. Mm. Um mm. It's three acts too many sometimes. Um can we get a short break here, I gotta get we another,
2: can. I gotta get another stout.
0: And break. And we're back. So the Matrix, um, might as well round on this point since it's fresh on my mind. I had sort of alluded to the idea that Morpheus isn't necessary in a world without the Matrix. And I kind of want to drill into that because the ship, the Nebuchadnezzar, which is his ship. Yeah. Yeah. He's the captain.
2: He got Um, it. He got it at that, uh, Nebuchadnezzar sale. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was pretty good. It was 30%.
0: Anyway, the, um, 30% off. (laughs) (laughs)
2: The, um, (laughs) Come this on down sh- this to Nebuchadnezzar outlet. Th-
0: this ship, to be fair to this specific microcosm of the Go world forward. that we know about. Okay. Um, maybe Zion is actually a bitchin' place to live, and this is just the spearhead full of self-serious jack-offs. Um, are these are the ne- people they send
2: away from Zion. Yes. On? Yeah, okay, I got maybe you. Maybe
0: that's true, and maybe they ruin <laughs> all of that in the next two movies. I don't know. Um, I will never know because I don't ever plan on watching them. I've seen, like, bits and pieces of them just don't, by osmosis. Don't, because, because
1: the thing is, it'll affect the way... Like, it'll affect the positive things you feel about this movie. See, and that's the what's weird... problem weir- if you watch the other two movies.
0: That's what's weird is so many of the positives have been drained by this recent watch that I can't even imagine where it goes from here anymore. No, it only
1: gets worse if you watch the sequels. Like, don't do it. But Morpheus
0: is a character he's full of incredibly important as Dan Dennett calls them deepities which is one of my fa- <laughs> it's 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 easily his most important contribution to the scientific literature deepity. which is a deepity uh-huh. uh it's it's something that sounds that that means one thing and means another and because of that paradox it makes it feel really More profound, profound. Yeah. and uh the example that he uses for this is love is just a word
3: yeah yeah <laughs>
2: Deepity, man, Deepity. Where,
0: where in one sense it's right in one sense it's wrong and they alternate in your brain until it sounds like an important thing to say. Gotcha. And Morpheus says nothing but that the whole movie, right. like all of his lines are that. And the problem is that that is a useful, that's a very useful skill in one place. And that is the matrix, mm-hmm. which they're trying to destroy. Right. So basically Morpheus is a weapon. He, he has been bred in the literature of the matrix in like the mythos of the matrix in such a way that when it's gone, he will no longer serve a purpose. Right. Because yeah. you don't need people that talk like him. You'd, his, his idea that the impossible becomes possible is only relevant in the simulation. No, because
1: that's definitely not possible in real life.
0: Yeah. Like they have the jumping simulation and they're like, Oh, is, is Neo gonna make the jump? On his first try, and this is like a tense moment because it's it would be an obvious factor in whether or not he's the one. In real life, he doesn't make the jump. That's why it's an important thing that he makes it in the simulation. Mm-hmm. Like Neo is the one in a context they are trying to dismantle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's fucked
2: up. Yeah. Like these people are weapons. <laughs> is yes. basically what this boils down to. Well, but that's once again the like the 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 unfreedom of their liberation, right? Like they they you know, they have the ability. They they are somehow stunted in the real world because of the realization, or at least the feeling that this is you know, that, that there's, there's
1: also a fake world. Yeah, that, that there's something could, wrong that people are living in.
2: Yes, and it turns out that that what what is the 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 world is without purpose, seemingly without that right. But for in one sense, like. This now, the reality of life on the Nebuchadnezzar is that all there is is a purpose, right? Like everything you do has a purpose. You lose the ability to like fuck off or you lose the ability to like choose something different. um, No, this is like, no,
1: like I said, I mean, this definitely isn't like a life.
2: It would be like someone saying, come on, we're going to be free and then like becoming like a coal miner, you know, like, (laughs) you know, like, let's go be free. Let's liberate ourselves from this unreality. And then you got a job as a coal miner,
1: you know, and all you can eat is rations. Like, get, yeah, it's got all
2: the essential amino acids. Yeah, That's yeah. All no. I know. like is no.
1: is that living?
2: Yes. Oh my god,
0: that line! I don't know if we want to transition just yet. No, With no, no. The no, line I'll, I'll you just there. mentioned. Okay, yeah,
2: we'll we'll stave it off for a minute. So, um, but I think that what is like kind of engaging about this, and I wanted to just maybe ask you guys to uh, as we kind of like head, I guess, head towards the finalish plot or anything like that. <laughs> um. <laughs> You know, or, or head towards the finalist kind of conclusion to the plots. Um is that all right, so he goes he he goes to the Oracle, who is like the, the deepity fucking uh you know, uh vending machine. You know, she's just like got him well, she's on She's the hat.
1: deepity program.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a little unfair. Okay. I think most of what
0: the, the thing with the Oracle is that it's clear that she has actual information mm-hmm. on in some sense and that she just dispenses in it in. In a paradoxical way. Yeah, she well and she she just dispenses it in a way that suits her. Mm -hmm. I mean, for some reason, the agents can't find her. There's no... (laughs) There's problems. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's clear, it's clear the Oracle feels invincible, basically, is what, is what it boils down
2: to. Morpheus doesn't necessarily... Or she's,
1: she's not afraid of this construct.
2: No. Well, but like, like, um, you know, like, like in, like in Slaughterhouse-Five, the Tramaphadorians, you know, like they, they see all time at the same time. So at no point, at no point where they're at does it feel like they are leading towards an end, right? They see like all, so for like the, the, the Oracle who like has like seen all, you know, the fact that she might be like 20 minutes from her death is just as immaterial as if she was 20 minutes from her birth to her, you know, like they're all the same moment kind of a thing. And she like lives in that space, right? Like in that, once again, like the like bizarre Supreme confidence that she comes knowing that like purpose and knowing that role and allowing that, like, you know the fact that she would execute it in a way that she had a choice in how she would do so. You know, like how am I going to play it this time? You know, like I got to, got to liberate this. I got to so unplug this like, child. Does she you know? have like
1: a randomized like algorithm that she's just you know running on?
0: Whatever machinery is hiding underneath it, it doesn't it 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 doesn't matter to the way that it manifests itself. She is willing to gamble with people's lives because she feels confident enough in the information she's given that. She'll just throw twists on things. Like, for example, her her prophecy to Neo um, is to inspect his, like, mouth and check his ears and discover that he's not... And do a little bit of palm reading. Yeah. I really like... I admire that scene for, like, the silliness of it. Because, you know, in retrospect, she wa- she knew exactly what she was going to say before he walked in the door. Right. And he's just... And she's literally, I mean, in the way that the, the sort of tarot card reader that she's supposed to be... Um, would do these kinds of things, you know, look at your palm and go, oh, this line. Like she knew exactly what she was going to say. She's mm-hmm. just cold reading. And yeah. th- and that's basically what she's, she's a super powered cold reader, but she throws some flair into it because again, unlike Morpheus, she has a life. Like she's got these kid, these strange Kids autistic children to pay attention room. to, a bunch of nerds. <laughs> She has all of these, uh, like, she's making cookies.
1: She's got cookies. people, like, Morpheus of... coming and bugging her, asking for, like, advice <laughs> but, like, all she, the time. But, like, she
2: has this, like, we, like the the cookie thing's kind of cool, right? Because she's, like, there's, like, this, like, perfectibility of the Matrix, you know? Like, she's, like, you know, I know it's not flour, I know it's not eggs, but yet, like, you know, the, like, you can cook, bake the perfect cookie, you know, in <laughs> in this world. And that's... It, Bam, they're fucking done now at this moment. And she, you know, like pulling like it's like she's toying around with it. Exactly. Like once again, like with mouse, you know, like there's like there is possibility in this world. Right. And like nobody else gives you a sense of that in the fucking true engagement of what like humanity is, which is you have to have some fucking joy. Like life is not all purpose. Like there, there had yep. there has to be some enjoyment to that, which is why, of course. By the way, Mouse in that scene, which we were just watching, yes. offers to make him a woman. You know, like, hey, you know, like, you want a little nighttime visit or so? I can make that happen. Yeah, you know, and yeah. everyone else is like poo pooing it as if it's almost. Yeah, everyone shuts like, him down. Fuck, <laughs> and
1: fuck off, man! <laughs> well, yeah, he made that bitch with the red dress. It's his fault. <laughs>
0: Oh. You know, Mouse, liking yeah. sex and all that. Yeah, have an imagination. Like, <laughs> and has, yeah, that's why I like Mouse. Yeah, Because Mouse is actually the person who would exist and thrive in yeah. this environment. as <laughs> an
2: augmented reality creator and wants to do shit with it. it's like Fucking asshole. Yeah, <laughs> oh, damn it. But the Oracle... Um, I like eating my gloop and shitting it out, you know? Like, whatever comes in between that, I can take it or leave it.
0: But the, or- the Oracle's prophecy to Neo is sorry kid you're not the one um but morpheus thinks you are and e- you're gonna have to choose between morpheus and you yeah she could have just said you're the one and you're gonna save morpheus but not immediately yeah. and it would have had the exact same effect you're the one kid act you like gotta, but that's gotta be not all par- the fun way to you do gotta it
1: be all paradoxical about it because that way if it doesn't play out exactly like you predicted it there's room for interpretation Mm -hmm. (laughs) well
0: there's there's that but but given given the amount that she seems to be like a genuine prognosticator in this universe i'm okay believing that she's just she's getting her kicks like that's what she's doing it for she's doing she's she's figuring out what is the most obtuse way she's rube (laughs) goldberging these prophecies together and i can
2: respect that yes absolutely as as an approach to life okay and then, um, so we, we end up, you know, with the betrayal, um, you know, we then end up with a sequence where, you know, Neo uh, finds, you know, essentially realizes this prophecy, right? Where, you know, they say like, well, you know, everyone was able to escape except Morpheus. Uh, Morpheus is being held by the agents. They're going to crack him like a, yep. hack him like a computer, and he's gonna give up the goods like a running egg, you know? Yep. And we, you know, they go to unplug him, and Morpheus is like, uh, Neo's like, no, I can save him. Uh, because this is what the you know this is what the the uh the the uh Oracle lied here to me to about do. yeah exactly like and um, <laughs> and i'm
1: gonna need a lot of guns yes
2: exactly to do it and yes.
1: that's where the action really starts so. and this is
2: where the movie gets good yeah. yes absolutely
0: so it like i said because as weapons they're pretty good weapons. What do we got? These people are... No, 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 not... In terms of the characters themselves being weaponized yes. versions yeah. of humans. No, the beings. weapons are
1: pretty standard. Like, if you could be really creative and imagine any weapons you want, they just kind of go with weapons. Yeah, the they do a bad mill. job on that part. They well, just kind of go with Like, with, the with everything. Yeah. But
2: the difficult... Like, so we talked about this on the break, but, like, I got to... You know, the, the fact that they become, like, per, the perfect other human killing machines in the matrix, right? Like Neo's got to like adjust to deal with the fucking agents, you know? And yeah. then of course the agents are simply like, you know, um, they like take over like humans in the matrix and we've already established that if you die in the matrix, you die IRL. So yeah. it's like, you know, they have this like really shaky fucking pretext, which is that most people are too stupid and, and unawake to be br- roused out of the matrix. We even, they said that it's a risk, uh, pulling someone out as old as Neil was as well. Right. Like, you know, like this is yeah. a risk. Like we don't yeah. usually yeah. bring people out this old secondarily then, right. Like then, um, the fact is, is that, you know, these people are too wedded to their own, uh, to their own false consciousness. And, uh, because they believe it so much, uh, you can kill them. Like they are in your way and you can kill them. And man, like no compunction, like no compunction that they just fucking wipe out. like like. You know people they have a dedicated
0: simulation to training their agents about this, yeah there is a specific... and it's the one with the lady in the red dress in right. it mm-hmm. the entire point of that simulation was to explain to Neo that innocent lives are expendable, mm-hmm. yeah, I you mean, walk one way, and everyone walks against you, yes, yeah, I mean that is the most blatant form of indoctrination imaginable mm-hmm. um and it uh Again, it's uh, it's going to come toward uh, this ten, probably going on
2: fifteen minute rant. That's probably going to have to end yeah. this podcast. Okay, and it, he, but like the blitheness, which I, I'm just shocked by, right? because we get the lobby sequence after that, yeah. right? Like I'm going in. Uh, we're gonna do this. It's got slow mo. It's got cartwheels. It's got shooting while cartwheeling. It's got it and
0: all. And it's all good.
2: Yes, it's it quite is quite good.
0: Good shit. Yeah. Like it is some of the best it's fight like, choreography. Yeah, it's
1: got like. Good, like you know, trench coat flare.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just like the, and it. I I don't know if I s- if I'm saying this again necessarily, so I'll pretend like it's an idea that I just came up with. Um, <laughs> the Matrix is a computer simulation, and all of the fighting. Takes place in real time with some trick photography, but there's almost no CGI in this film. I,
1: yeah, like in the fight sequence, there is a surprisingly like low amount of.
0: I don't think there's any in the lobby sequence. I think the lobby sequence is literally just people running around in slow motion and slinging guns even, and even, concrete flying well, off and walls. Because
1: even, even his like his wall cart wheels are not like that high tech. No, mm-hmm.
0: they're just stunts. Yeah, like and I really appreciate that. <laughs> (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because the CGI version of this movie, if they were going to do that, Mm -hmm. they'd have to make the whole movie CGI. Mm -hmm. And I am 100% (laughs) in favor of that.
1: Well, It it would work for this. Like, this is a good format for that. Yeah, I think so. I think
0: that'd be cool. This was the best second alternative. Because if they had tried to stuff, if they had tried to Jurassic Park this film... It would have ruined it. I feel like.
2: Well, but it also, I think, leads to the very wise uh, notion that the best Matrix movie is the Animatrix. Have you guys seen the Animatrix? Prequels? No, I haven't. Holy fucking shit! Like these. That things is are, anime in its name. These things are quite good, actually. Like there are several of these, like I've short. Heard that. Yeah, short, uh, short Animatrix films uh, that are some of the best stuff, like in the. Um, what's the the the, the, the like in Does the it
1: get like its sci-fi philosophy in the universe? Oh yeah, yeah, in the universe, okay. in the Matrix universe, the like Matrix the Animatrix
2: First. is fucking has some really cool shit in it. There's several good stories overall that do different styles of animation okay. or a- anime as well. Um, but once again, like like leading to the fact that there are things that are done and that that convey the you know neatest parts of the ideas that are kind of floated around within the Matrix. The idea of the kind of like. You know existential dread of this not feeling real right mm-hmm. that nothing i can do makes this experience actually feel real to me and i have like developed this distance right this distance from my 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 sensing of reality and my knowing that it's real um this film plays on this like existential dread very 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 well right and uh it then combines all other things of like um you know, how does one overcome the physical limitations of the world? How does one liberate oneself from... Okay. The, it, it, like, fucking works with all these things quite well. And, I mean, once again, like, the nuggets that are in this, right, despite the fact that they might be so bizarrely put by... um Uh, uh, by Morpheus in his, like, monk-like intonations, right? The fact that they are almost, uh, you know, hinted at in the kind of deepity way that the oracle speaks, you know, the fact that they are given life by the fucking, you know, human block of wood that is John Wook, you know? Like, there's, like, all (laughs) kinds of weird expressions in this film that, like, you know, makes Uh. this just so bizarre. And yet, man, like... (laughs) Like, in... In a way that's different than Speed Racer, man, this thing just has a kind of bizarre little charm to it, man. The 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 moments and the feels that work in this film, I think, really, really do work. Okay. And the same way that, man, when Speed Racer fucking ignites, that <laughs> film fucking ignites. Like, yep. no other film does. And I got to say that, like, you know, I've, th- like, as much as there is to be mocked and, and made fun of in this film, um, man, like... I, what happened to the Wachowskis? Like, what happened here? You know, like, what happened to the two movie with the two movies after this? Like, what happened with everything That's that what Speed I Racer know. had I going to know for it?
1: What happened with the sequels? It's, like,
2: oh my god!
1: I mean, because there, there, I felt like, even though there was a lot of poorly developed ideas, there was lots of ideas here, mm-hmm. and and like. Why did they go the direction they did with it? I don't. I will never uh, understand.
0: Jeff Gersman from Giant Bomb put this relatively succinctly. This could have been the next Star Wars. Yes. This could have very easily been the 90s version of, the, of Star Wars. The attitude was perfect. Now, granted, I mean, and I guess Star Wars sort of ran into this problem. They couldn't necessarily see where the zeitgeist was going to go mm-hmm. and the way in which this film was going to collapse in on itself. But this, this movie had everything it needed mm-hmm. to be a fully franchisable insane yeah. hit and something happened
1: yeah it i feel like it tried to make its its message like too, I mean, there's like a lot of interpretations that it ends up being like too religious, almost. I
0: can't. Like, I mean, I can't. Well, there's definitely there's a lot of biblical
2: shit yeah, in this movie. Yeah, story. this movie, this movie so, has gotten the Joseph Campbell treatment more than once, right? Yeah. Like yeah. in terms of like the potential as has Star Wars. Yeah, as part of the potential analysis, and I think, but that. But the you know Dude
1: Scarface, but that was my own interpretation. <laughs> I, mean, don't
2: wanna, I don't want to get all like pre douche Jordan B Peterson here, right? They, the overall archetypes that like link the 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 story together, you know, they're they're time they're time tested and mother uh, mother approved, right? Like these things do. I'm hold, glad you brought him up. He's coming up again. So yeah, these things do kind of come up well in this, and um, I mean. It, in a way, this movie is deceptively simple, right? Like the the way in which it moves forward, it's a you know it's this plot plot point, plot point, plot point, plot point, plot point, action sequence ending, and man, you know, like it it clips along. It's three acts. Yeah, it's three. It's definitely is three acts, and um, you know, while the Wachowskis do tend to like get in their own way. I do think that they tend to, I think their films can feel like muddy. Uh, I think they, f- I think they stick, uh, you know, and like drag a lot and, and some of their decision-making, but like, you know, goddamn, like there's just a couple of great films that they've been able to achieve where they just like, just fucking <laughs> elevate and blast off Sorry, from the, the world. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> so <laughs> I've, um, such a dork. So I've got really nothing to say. I fucking, like you said, um, the last 30 minutes, apart from the, um, you know, Love Conquers All ending to the film, right? Like, um, man, those two action sequences of the lobby and the her- and the helicopter. Once again, an actual actual people hanging off a fucking helicopter. Um, the whole thing just <laughs> yeah. fucking works. It just really, really works well There's for me. There's been
1: so many. I had forgotten how many action films had used, like, the helicopter thing been used a lot man but like the um, helicopters are cool well but the the, the end i had f- forgotten that this one had a helicopter sequence to be honest with you
2: so one of the coolest things though about like the action sequences and a lot of what develops through this is that there's a lot of like non-verbal storytelling going on um the the sequence of them shooting out the uh shooting out the agents holding morpheus him jumping on and neo jumping to reach him and dangling off um Exiting out, having the the fuel shot, you know, the slow motion emergency and, you know, her moving to a building. They could like all this is done without verbal communication. Mm-hmm. and It's entirely clear they are figuring this out as they are moving through in a time crunch situation. Um, you know, it fucking like the sequence and every shot leading to another shot. Works incredibly, incredibly well in that, and it's that that really that the the great storytelling that happens non-visually with the editing in, in Speed Racer that you see being worked on here. No,
0: that that's a tragedy that I will completely agree with. Even in Speed Racer, is that the Wachowskis don't seem to understand how much better they are at non-verbal storytelling mm-hmm. than at verbal storytelling.
1: No, that's what I mean because their their actual storytelling it comes across like their dialogue stiff. sucks. In, All of their movies, like even the good movies, it's, it's, it's a little stiff.
0: It's, it's, it's not, it's not good. I mean, it's not even like, I keep calling the characters one dimensional with better dialogue, with Tarantino quality dialogue, not to put, not to put them on too high a pedestal, but even, even with just some panache, Mm -hmm. the characters wouldn't feel as one dimensional as they do.
2: All right. Well, um, just real quick then, because I think that you know one of the films that kind of like best relates to this and and develops some of the themes um how do we compare this to a movie like inception like how do you guys think that this kind of compares to um you know what what inception's working with um especially more specifically too to like the one-dimensionality of the characters in inception as well right like Oh wow! That's a strange. That's a that's a good
0: comparison. It actually. I'm, is I'm having I'm having I, trouble with differentiating. Yeah, that's they, what I
1: mean because I see a lot more similarities than I see differentiation. Because that, that's a combination
0: because, psychological horror and heist film. Mm-hmm. And
1: and it, they're also both you could tell like they're both incredibly personal director projects. Mm-hmm, okay. Like yeah. they're not make like. I know this was probably their most successful film, but I don't think they the that this the intention was for them to make like a really successful film. Like I think this was something they wanted to make, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And Inception is you know what Christopher Nolan does when he does a personal project that has a hundred million dollar budget. Yeah. yeah. So, no, it wasn't
2: Batman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You could have so done the only Batman. reason to see um, The Dark Knight is to realize that it gave us Inception. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's. You no, know, it, and
1: I think they both they both kind of push the envelope in making the uh the action feel fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, cause yeah, I they, really, they both
0: have very good action.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I really like the action in Inception and this. Like, it feels fresh in both movies.
2: The CGI that's used is used very, very fucking effectively. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. like the 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 dream-like nature of mm-hmm. when they head. Ironically,
0: into it. Inception has less of it. Yes. Or
2: more of it, rather, yeah. I should say. Absolutely. Sorry.
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> the exact opposite of what I said the first time no uh well and there are both they're both movies about dreams yeah, yeah. for all intents and purposes
3: yeah
0: um yeah, those movies are very similar, which mm-hmm. explains why I feel kind of the same way about okay. both of them. I think I prefer Inception cuz I think I think Inception is still a little more focused. This movie doesn't
1: Inception has better actors. Like <laughs> it does have whole, to, the Tom even, Hardy yeah, effect. That's, right, yeah, it, that's what I mean, even Tom Hardy. even even if the characters are one-dimensional, it has higher quality like actors doing it. Like these aside from Joey Pants who didn't really get popular till after this and you know the timeless Keanu Reeves like who are these other people in this film really i mean uh uh the agent had a career after this mm-hmm. you know but he wasn't big at that point yeah you know okay
0: um, Ryan i i apologize for putting you in an awkward spot there a second ago i don't know which of these movies has more or less cgi um and the thing that's scaring me about the comparison is that the the most CGI would scene in both films is a city full of abandoned rundown skyscrapers. Yes.
2: yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those movies are very similar. very similar. Yeah. Well, and, and, but once again, too, the, like, there is a lot of commonality to these things. And I, I do have to say that like, um, both of them kind of share, you know, a good a little part you know, little part portion of my heart here as well. Um, so I, right, I, uh, I have also been struck as, as like seeing this movie for a, uh, I haven't seen this movie in a long time, and since we've been reviewing them together, also I've kind of you know you have to, like watched them with a certain eye. Um, so, uh, or what was I going with this? God damn it! I had a Only point. I had a point. Matrix,
0: Inception, things tying together. It all comes back around. Okay, Things yeah.
1: you like about both of them. Yeah, Hang
2: on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, I'll get there. I'm going to do a, a vault little. with cool shit in and it? No, no, no. I've got to do a little Jeff Goldblum and just slow the moment down and realize that there is plenty in the Tom world. Hardy. Tom Hardy is not in this. That is definitely one of the problems, yeah. I think. Um, oh, okay. Uh, I do, however, and... Um, I am a little bit frustrated though. You know, I think that this, one of the bad things about The Matrix and we've talked about now we're going (laughs) to think maybe move into the influence of these things. Um, The idea that Kung Fu will save the world is, uh, you know, like clearly a lot of the problems. I mean, you get action sequence, you know, action movies that come after this to where, you know, like, you know, climactic fighting is the only way to solve problems and, you know, in movies. Once you've sorted out who's good and who's bad, you just have to fight. Yeah, Yeah. it's just a physical confrontation at that point. Yes and this film you know has this in spades and um, well, obviously, there are a lot of, like, movies that come from this, right? You mentioned, like, Fifth Element or even, uh, you know, something like Independence Day, right? Like, where are these, there are these big-budget sci-fi-ish action uh, hero flicks. Well, those are kind um, of the
1: other things that this was competing with around the same time. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then
2: but then afterwards, right, it is primarily, like, no, like, Kung Fu fighting wins oh, the day. Oh, oh, right? action
1: like, sequences got so fast after this movie that you could barely see what was going on. hmm when um, we got shaky cam yeah, after <laughs> this,
0: it got the world got. I don't know when identity. the Born Supremacy came out. Yeah, Born Identity, everything up. No, no, no. Identity, identity was fine. Identity okay. didn't develop the shit. It was specifically Supremacy that it got bad.
1: Okay.
2: So um, identity was still watchable,
1: but then uh, it may have been the only one I saw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: when we, um, as you are approaching the end of this thing, right? Like you know, Nicole's not big on the ending at all.
1: Just The, the love... Th- I I hate the timing of all the action at this. It's like he's already dead by the time Trinity says she loves him. The ship is already completely torn apart by the time he's already dead and he comes back to life to the point where they... The timing is a little ridiculous at the end of this. And right. I, I don't... I feel like it's a bit of a cop-out that they just used the... the you know, oh, well, the prophecy told me that whoever I love will be the savior, so if I just decide I love him, then this whole thing will be saved and I have to wait till, like, everything's destroyed till we get oh, but there. Nicole, I feel like it was a the little Oracle bit The a... says you can't decide <laughs> who you love. Well... I it feel like happen. she made an actual decision in that moment. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I have a little bit of like problem with all the, the timing at the end of it. But, yeah. you know, she's like, do you love... know how many people
2: I've fallen in love with? Who didn't yeah. Turn but, you know, I guess one? Love
1: Conquers All was was good enough for the next two movies. So we had to set that up.
2: Well, but also, and I hate to be frank about this. They barely have any interpersonal reaction in this film. No, like, no. They whatsoever. have like, zi- like two minutes of, like, developing themselves.
1: Well, and if virtual reality is just for porn anyways, like, there should be way more getting it on in the Matrix. Yeah! (laughs) Uh,
2: It's just one direction. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe for another podcast. Well, no, but then, you know, the part of the disappointing thing... Here's a great... uh, Aww. One of the best things about... (laughs) But one of the best things about, like, the second part, though, is that, I mean, one of the worst things about it is that, like, it turns out these people, like in Zion are just, like, you know, basically, like, primitive Christian monogamists, you know? Like, they're so un- unevolved. With coal mining jobs. Yeah, exactly. They're <laughs> so unevolved, you know? Like... Basically... So that's what I mean.
1: It's like it's like shit. So you can either like live in kind of like a boring version of 1998 that hopefully you won't be completely oppressed by, or you can live in Zion. Like these are two really shitty options.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, are we ready to go into the next part of this? What is the next? I part feel of like this? Uh, okay. we should wrap up any other talk about the conversation. We're gonna have a. It's it's going to be dissatisfying oh, sh- because there's too much to say. Okay but it needs to be said. All right. Because I think this movie ruined everything. Uh-huh. Okay. David has it. I,
1: I don't watch current movies. A mild How did hypothesis. that ruin this? No, no, no. No, no
0: I, mean, I mean on a fundamental cultural level. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess one out of one stars. I'll watch this movie again. That's fine. I will see this movie later.
1: It'll probably end up happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's got shots. Um.
1: The, red, the pink spray.
0: Yeah. So this movie introduces the concept of the red pill. Mm-hmm. Yes. The red pill in modern parlance, when distorted from what it originally meant, which was the idea of seeing through the matrix, is essentially now seeing through feminism. Mm -hmm. So this is because the people this movie appeals to think leather jackets in black with latex are cool. Mm -hmm. When you wear mirror shades with them, they relate to people like Neo who say relatable things like, whoa and is that thing real and other extremely charismatic lines i think it is incredibly i'm just going to jump ahead of myself because this is a rant for all intents and purposes and feel free to interrupt it because i'm seeing where you're going there's going no with this. way there's no way you're going to be able to stop it um <laughs> cypher is the blue pill guy in this film oh yeah, yeah. cypher oh, yeah. is the guy who's like this steak is delicious this steak he's got Cipher, a lot of good points mm-hmm. cypher is the most red pill motherfucker on the cast yes he is the guy who hates sjw's he is the guy <laughs> who lives in his mom's basement because he can't hold down a job he is that guy mm-hmm. and the reason is that the blue pill in this film is the world he actually lives in. Mm -hmm. And it's the world he actually upholds. Mm -hmm. And the fact that this got reversed this way speaks to why this film is so philosophically broken. The Mm -hmm. fact that Neo and Morpheus... And uh, Trinity and the rest of them are all these soulless monsters for all Mm -hmm. intents and purposes that are just fighting against a system. Mm -hmm. The reason why that feels so vacuous and hollow is because it fucking is. They're not fighting for any reason. Mm -hmm. And what they are essentially is the proto... They they are the proto libertarians yeah. that have liberation for its own sake for its yeah. own sake and how do you achieve that with guns mm-hmm. and that's it that's, <laughs> that's all you <laughs> have it's, it's
1: re- it is almost peculiar when you get to the end of this and you're like if this is some sort of computer construct that really all we have to get into this building and fight this are like a huge arsenal of guns mm-hmm. it.
0: What are we going to do? Are we going to mobilize the masses to see, to fight again? No, we're We're, going to get six of our friends together and and we're going to overthrow the government. Yeah. Like this is, this is what they are. And like the parallels here are too many. They're embarrassing. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: How common, like just how many of them there are. And I hate, the, I, I basically, I feel like I had writtens for this. Like, I wish I had written an essay about this mm-hmm. to talk, but it's just... There's the, still time. The, the parallels are insane. Yeah. Like, it, because what is, and uh, what is it? Uh, You go back onto the Nebuchadnezzar after being in the Matrix where literally anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only things that are confining you are part of a system that because a set of oligarchs control it. You don't actually have full agency. um, Assuming, of course, those oligarchs can't be overthrown by a populace of, I don't know, billions as referenced. Um, (laughs) You could maybe make a better life than you would have on the Nebuchadnezzar, which, uh, weirdly enough, looks like they eat soylent and live in pods, which is basically the fantasy of Silicon Valley. (laughs) Um, It's to live on $20,000 a year in the most expensive city in America. Yes. it's just—it's not a life worth fighting for.
1: That's—I always had a problem with that too, which is why I had a problem with this movie. Is I was always, I always felt confused about what they were fighting for. In it's this. and the, the 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 what they're the, fighting
0: for is literally dangerous. No, I know. And it's then and then the good. sequels
1: like don't clarify or help resolve that at all.
2: Yeah. Which is is
1: what ultimately ends up being disappointing about this as a as a as a movie franchise. Well,
2: no, the second one becomes like you just need more love, you know. Like you had little love, now you need more love, and more love will will, will love this thing out, you know. And like you are at some point, kind of like I'm fuck, tap the fucking love well, you know. Like I mean, <laughs> this isn't like, but this is the thing. It's like interpersonal love. It's not like I mean, it's not like a liberating fucking theology of like Martin Luther oh, King uh, yeah, of, of, of like, like
1: of like love thy neighbor, well, it, love of yeah. humanity, like yeah. love,
2: love your oppressor, you know. <laughs> like no, no 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 like fuck all that shit like and how like, fucking kill those fucking people like, how
0: arbitrary is the affection between trinity and neo if, yeah if this love is supposed to be the human element of this agency of the agency that they are supposed to be fighting, be fighting for, for yeah it's so arbitrary well
2: but it's 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 true too of like a lot of action flicks which is you know like i love you because you do great things not because you are a great person you know, and so, like, from a lot of that perspective, too, like, so many people, like, so many women in action films. Just hero worship. Yeah, yes. No, say, Yeah. it's exactly what it is. It is hero worship. I mean, they are the, the manifestation of that. And that's why they fail the So Bechdel hero place.
1: worship is going to save us all. Yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, this is so pro-American. I'm, like, sho- I'm shocking.
0: And the, rip- the ripples of this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, are they literally,
1: affecting culture? Because like, no, I can't, verna- I can't relate to culture at all. and but I, I felt like yeah. I wasn't that out of touch. Back well, no, then. but but
2: but Cypher's rebellion is a rebellion directed against Trinity, right? Because when we yeah. see that we see the like he he she answers and he fucking confesses to her, right? The, he shit talks he f- one person in this film. Well, I mean, look at that too. Like, there's two women on that ship, and none of them are fucking Cipher. He's an incel from back in the day, right? Like mm-hmm. this is that's on you know like there ain't a lot of fucking pussy on the Nebuchadnezzar, and that guy doesn't have a wife. And there are some problems because, all right, no, but one final thing too about Cypher is I love his point though, which is that if you, ha- um, he told him, surprise, motherfucker, you know, he's like, Trinity, if he had told us the truth, we would have told him to stick that fucking pill up his ass. Yeah, exactly. And that is true, but the, but what he reveals in that is that. I can't tell you what the matrix is. I can only show you. And Cypher's like, that is fucking a bullshit proposition, (laughs) right? Like,
1: well, because he'd never get anybody to, he'd never get anybody to fight this fucking losing battle. Like if he, Mm. if he just fucking told you, you've got to be fucking pot committed by the time he does the reveal. But
2: once again, liberation in the matrix is so preferable (laughs) to liberation IRL. It is so fucking, (laughs) like, yeah, uh, Yeah. Fuck, like, like, legit, no consequence. Like, I can fucking master bendy spoony and fucking like, yeah, make like my I can, reality. I can,
1: I can like rearrange physics.
2: Like, I can practice this thing. Oh, what the fuck? Can I do that in IRL? I'm here. I'm staying here. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I get steak. I get steak here.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Fuck off. The the steak is juicy and delicious. Yes. If if they can figure out how to do that in the real world, I mean, there is. I I will admit to some degree of buy in against a simulation. But the real world has to compare favorably to it on some dimension. Mm -hmm. And And there's not
1: a lot of indication in Matrix-verse that that is the case.
0: No, the Matrix is perfect for all intents and purposes. In fact, the machines allude in ryan's favorite monologue in the whole film agent smith alludes to the idea that it used to be a utopia and the
2: humans were like no we reject this premise that but but well in in the buddhistic sense right it was a world free from suffering and it was your brains your primitive cortex treated it like a dream you couldn't wake up from you know like and he's got a point there too which is that like the notion of that suffering um is only belied by the fact that there's some beauty and enjoyment inside of that, right? Like, there's a kind of, um, you know, a a contrast nature to that reality, which is, you know, the, the dark makes the light that much more bright, um... You know, the dull makes the beauty that much more beautiful, mm-hmm. and you need that contrast, right? But, like, man, like, life on the Nebuchadnezzar just seems, you know, like the endless gloopy slog. It's that gray. It, yeah, dude, it's, it's gray. It's fucking
0: great. And on top of that...
1: <laughs> and if you thought you were having some existential problems living in the Matrix, like, Ooh. I can't imagine how your psyche would feel a whole lot better getting pulled out of it.
0: No, again, I don't know what Morpheus is going to do for a day job once they figure this out. <laughs> Um, like I said,
1: he's going to be the crazy old man that's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. but there was, the, but the simulation man. And people are going to be like, dude.
2: He he takes up some asinine hobby, like pottery or
1: something
2: <laughs> like that. You know? Like he's just, like he's just kind he of. He does what the Oracle does now. Yeah. yeah. In a less <laughs> bake fulfilling coo- universe. Yeah, he makes some glute cookies or some yeah.
1: shit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. just
1: it's so it so fr- speaks in paradoxes to Dude, people that just need a, advice. Look,
2: all I gotta say in Zion, there's no sugar, and who the fuck wants to live in a world with no sugar?
1: <gasps> you know how bad sugar is for you, Ryan. You know how
2: fucking <laughs> wonderful sugar is!
0: Oh my god, no.
1: Oh.
0: But that all that all fits into the beautiful that the fits into the beautiful collage of the things that a movie like this. It's it's what you accidentally grow into. It's one of the insidious paths. Horseshoe Theory and the rest of it where you get teenagers who want to watch post-apocalyptic films and play post-apocalyptic games because they want the current system to to evaporate so that they can be the leaders. And then once they're old enough and have the means, they eschew that fantasy Mm -hmm. in favor of a fantasy where they just literally have control and no one can bother them right? um, because that system has sort of eased itself into place. Um... The allure, the allure of this folk tale, as the matrix will surely go down as historically, mm-hmm. um, is to empower an entire universe, like an entire, not even microcosm. It's just a, it's a massive component. It's so alluring to Americans, mm-hmm. Americans specifically, I think, because we have such a not necessarily antisocial, but there's something incredibly individualistic. Oh, about yeah. fighting the matrix, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it is profoundly an yeah, like individual I said, thing. they
1: are they are not organizing the masses to take this system down, like that is not the strategy they're employing no,
0: not at all, that's totally unromantic and yeah. uninteresting and would probably work um
1: it, yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> so they can't do that <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm looking up a film that he's uh, that um what's his name uh uh, Bradley Cooper's in- Limitless. It's uh, so. Um, I watched that movie. Yeah. Okay. I don't so, know how to feel about it. Okay. So this is this is a this is a really American nature, right? Like, li- like so. Limitless. Have you seen Limitless? No. All right, so heard so heard basically, Limitless. this guy Take takes drugs. Yeah. This guy takes meth. Uh, takes a a meth uh, type of methamphetamine that makes super them good meth. At, yeah. That makes him good at the <laughs> stock market. <laughs> like so. Um, right.
1: So they're, they're, you know, <laughs> how desperately, real stock market people are trying methamphetamine, trying to find that. Particular one that this works is that well,
0: based on a true story for all intents. Yeah,
1: purposes. Okay, okay.
2: Yeah, this is just uh, Reagan's <laughs> '80s personified in an individual. It's uh, <laughs> it's awesome.
1: You'd always snort your, your but the the um,
2: pills. But the thing too that comes from this right is that like I think maybe for the Matrix right, I think there's a kind of like introvert kind of appeal to this thing right, like there is a kind of like inwardness that this film I think maybe has that is uh, or. Uh, some relationship well, like extroverts it, however this
1: movie is projecting that every introvert really wants to wear latex and a, <laughs> yeah, indeed, a coat yeah. and and that that's <laughs> that's how they perceive their idealized self but
2: like extrovert americans <laughs> love limitless right like there was like no group of people i saw who like fucking talked that movie up then a bunch of like salespeople at like a convention, they were like all fucking about like the idea of like limitless and... I can sell shit 22 hours a day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, but like seeing through, seeing all the connections and knowing all the angles and being able to like make the right calls on all the angles. Like this is like what the liberation of like the matrix in one sense tends to promise, right? Like, like believing in yourself, right? Like, which is classically American. Um... Being able to see and do more as a result of that belief, which is very American yeah. as well, um, and then you know seeing seeing through and then exploiting it, um, and Limitless is just saying it's like for personal gain, right? Whereas like apparently like he's doing this for us. That, that that's why I us. I can appreciate Limitless.
0: That yeah. is that may be the least moral movie I've ever watched. Yeah, um, there is no pretense. The Bradley Cooper is a good person. No. Okay. There's just he run he eventually the the end of that movie is the drug has a side effect when it wears off and he fixes that. So the drug's perfect now and he runs for governor. That's and fucking, that's the end of the movie.
1: What kind of fairy tale is that? No drug ever gets to be perfect. Oh, like, you know not? the come downs on meth suck. There's <laughs> no way to get around you it. You know how
0: hard it is to poop. <sighs> Apparently just the being on meth sucks a lot of the time. But there's um there's,
1: it,
0: it, I've heard. so, Limitless is amazing in that way. <laughs> yeah, in a way, The Matrix can't be because The Matrix is more moral. Yeah, <laughs> like the, the Matrix, they're fighting for
2: something. Mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper is fighting for nothing right. at all in that movie. Right. Well, yeah. Um. A nihilism that's not present in this film. Right. Yeah. Like absolutely. No oh, they try so days. hard
1: to not be nihilist, like not be nihilist, even though like I said, the love that it's fighting for it seems problematic, but it's just
0: a fucking placeholder yeah. it's ar- again it's so arbitrary right? yeah, it's so
2: arbitrary, so I think though i mean on like I said on balance i i am there are the, the good parts of this movie. I am still impressed by. Like I like twenty twenty years, guys. This is the twentieth anniversary of The Matrix. Tenth anniversary of Speed Racer. We've spanned time together Decades. in this Wachowski Decades. month. Um, and I got to tell you, like, I, man, th- there are some things that really still turn me on about this movie. Like I do have to say um, that it is impressive to me. And um, I do you have to say that? And maybe this might be in comparison that this is the the, the film month we do after uh, uh, Fast Bender. But I'm I'm enjoying our Rakowski sequence here. Yeah. This has been fucking really good. And this is like the literal opposite of the
0: Fast Bender month. Yeah, it so, is.
1: Um, because it's all aesthetic and like low on storytelling, <laughs> or like the.
2: <laughs> we still need to pick a good dialogue director, but yeah. I think okay. well. I think maybe we could okay. just do a good dialogue, like month or something. If we want to do like a director, because we obviously are going to pick another Tarantino for that. And then I think I've got personally. We already
1: did Jackie Brown, though. That's did, the yeah. best. Tarantino.
2: And I made you guys watch Sweet Smell of Success, right?
1: No. Oh,
2: fucking dialogue! No, you
1: made me go to the theater and see that with you.
2: Oh, I'm, well, I apologize. <laughs> anyway, um, I find another good one for dialogue. But okay, so we what did are network. we at work? Uh, what are we on for? Oh, network's fucking. We boring. already did network. No, yeah.
1: I'm saying it's, yeah. we've done we some. Go, I'm saying we've done some good dialogue. Films. Yeah, yeah, we filmed it's it. Happened. but We didn't
2: pot it. So, um, all right, uh, what are we on next? Are we gonna watch Bound as our next Mikowski or?
1: I mean, that sounds like a good time to
2: me. Okay, and then are we going to try to, like, maybe just throw in some Sensate in there as well to kind of, like... We can just watch that on the side if we want yeah, yeah, to... I mean. okay, yeah, yeah. okay, so
1: I've watched the season finale of Sensate, and it suffered from all the things that the Wachowski stuff... I I didn't like it because it was like it tried to be like kind of an action movie for two hours and then at the end when you get all the feel and the aesthetics you're like well this is just what I wanted for these two hours and you were trying to string together a lot of story here. Well
2: alright I'll be honest I've had two weeks to watch Sensate and I've gotten through the first episode so I <laughs> Okay like, okay if that's I not mean, gonna go No I mean I just I just fine, watched the first fine. one <laughs> so I am a little I am sorry. Well I think
1: Bound Bound is definitely gonna be an easier watch because I mean the only other thing we have is from sensei which would be hard to do because it's like a show and listen one episode to the next episode it they cover a lot of ground okay cool
2: but um uh, the one thing though i am i am forcing you guys to watch the six minute trailer for cloud atlas with me after the redo this pod
1: so. i've i've watched cloud atlas no
2: i know no you, oh i need to watch you, the trailer the best, the best thing they've done since speed racer has been the extended okay, trailer okay. for cloud atlas so we're okay. gonna watch that together well we can do that okay cool but other okay. than that, I mean, I... Because
1: they really don't have, like, a, a huge oeuvre of films to no, they wasted,
2: they wasted, they wasted half a decade on the Matrix sequels.
1: Oh, they it did. It's rough.
2: I mean, it depends on your definition
0: of waste. They made a lot of money. They squandered. Sure. Okay.
1: The best. Frittered. <laughs> artistic years of their life. Ugh. And then they were in transition, so... Yeah, man. But I've, um... Let's do
2: some bound. Let's keep going in the past. Oh man, sure.
1: That's we got that. Get it in right before Pride Month ends, because sure. that's got that's got like some hot, some hot. I've read something that claimed that that was considered like some of the first, like you know, hot lesbian action, where like the whole focus of the story wasn't on the fact that they're lesbians; they just happen to be lesbian characters. But this that was like. One of like the first kind of major Hollywood films to do that, and I felt like that seems ridiculous to me. Like that movie came out in like the late '90s. The, it it I was an indie they... film. It can't it can't have been that groundbreaking in that respect, can it? I mean, coming the, off the... Corral, it felt weird that that was, <laughs> that that Americans wouldn't have caught up. At all remember until like two nobody decades watched later.
2: Fassbinder films until we
0: did. Yeah. Okay. We basically discovered. Yeah. We, re- we re- may have invented him. But <laughs> we not realized Yeah. This don't think we invented it.
3: Yeah. This could, be, based based quality,
0: yeah, this could be a true on Matrix on the- moment here. We have no idea. <laughs> no,
2: the um. We conjured. No. Um,
0: the the thing to remember, at least that I keep in mind, is that the Wire is renowned for having a butch female cop. Oh. That everybody okay. I ignores. guess. Well. I
1: like. I guess. I guess it it was that like. I was just I'm just I was just surprised at how not progressive like mainstream American cinema and T V had It took been. a while.
2: Yeah. 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 Gay, gay marriage only got legalized two years ago. <laughs> yeah, like, like, that doesn't um, mean they can't be in
1: movies. It was
2: illegal. Actually it does. <laughs> it was illegal. In a lot of st- in forty nine states. Uh, oh God. So um wow. All right, cool. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, so The Matrix, on balance, I think it's a good production, and the results of it make me wish it had never been created. But, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah,
2: but since it's out there. Hindsight's 20, there's 20, no Yeah, there's yeah. no
0: reason to bury it now. Yeah. No, certainly not. Okay. Know where it came from. Yeah, exactly. And the rest will fill itself in. I think so. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I ran it about that for way less time than I expected. You got one out there. It's okay. We almost
1: watched this whole movie while we were podcasting.
0: We did. Yeah. That's that's how it works. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's get the hell out of here. Okay. Nicole Ryan. Good night.
3: Thanks for being part of the Machination Log. Good morning, everyone.